This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hello, I'm Jamie. Jamie looks like she's just had it today. Jamie's been playing. Can I just tell you, she's just just over it. She doesn't like the Kardashians. No, I she wishes they fell off the face of the earth. I slept a long time last night, and I feel like I haven't slept. And then today, I'm training in a new room at work, and it's a lot. Yeah. Like, the testing room at work is a lot, because you have, like, regular driver's license testing, you have... CDL, all CDL-related stuff, CDL endorsements, and then you have motorcycles, and there's two wheels, and there's three wheels, and then you have, like, um, these people coming in and yelling and screaming, and this one lady came in today, (sighs) (laughs) and she was so much fun, and she was so loud, and, and she was very, she was dressed, I swear to God, she reminded me of a McDonald's fry box. Oh. Because she had all this red on, and she had on this, like, yellow tank top underneath, and it was, like, McDonald's yellow and McDonald's red. And oh. she had her hair that was all curly, and I was like, she looks like a box of McDonald's fries. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said to the guy that's training me, I was like, hey. And he was like, hey. I was like, why does she look like McDonald's? <laughs> and he was like, she does. And I, you know what I had to do for lunch? Hmm. Um, I couldn't get to a McDonald's, so I went to Burger King, but it was close enough. <laughs> well. But I was like, ba 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 She's loving it. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Jamie also had something that hurt her feelings this week. They had her take oh a my God. test for the licenses this week. Well, no. See, it's the boy that's training me, and I didn't take the test until recently. But he kept asking me these questions. Like, he, we, we, can, we can go in and see what questions the people got wrong. Okay. And he starts asking me these questions. And I'm like, oh, I know the answer to that one. And I didn't. I didn't. Like, 90% of these questions that he asked me uh-huh. were fucking wrong. Mm. And he was like, you're going to fail the driver's test. And I was like, no, I'm not. So I took it. I failed it. <laughs> <laughs> and so today I took it again. Because the guy I was that was training me, he has all this faith in me. He's like, you can do it. And I passed. But just barely. Like, I was one question away from failing. Mm. So here I am telling these people, I'm sorry, but you failed your, your written test, so we can't give you your permit today or your license today. Meanwhile, I can't fucking pass the goddamn written test. <laughs> You're like, who's a hypocritical person? Right. I'm it's like, me. I'm like, I want to use my powers for good. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't even help them. I know. And, you know, Jonathan's got his permit. Right. And, man, that, that kid don't ever drive. We don't ever go nowhere around here. We're boring. Like, my stepdaughter is like, you guys are so boring. Like, oh, my God, you're so boring over here. Like, we, like, don't do a whole lot. Like, we're homebodies, want to be home, want to be relaxing. We don't want to be out on the streets and doing all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be out in these streets. We don't want to be in these streets. But uh, we want to be up in our living room on the couch 
watching Netflix, gaining more weight by the minute. But, um, yeah, she's always like, it's so boring over here. Oh, my God, it's so boring. Can I tell you, I have had the busiest weekends, and I'm just ready for me to have nothing to do for a weekend. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Jamie goes and gets herself a full-time job, and she's like, oh, my God, I need time off. No, it's not the job. I love the job. Uh-huh. I get up and I, I am at work early every day. Like, I'm not yeah. talking, like, 15, 20 minutes. I'm, like, there, like, 45 minutes early. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just feel like I want to be there when the shit gets popping. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> well, we know you're but early. I can't help it. I really like it. Yeah. So it's not the job. It's the home life. Because like, you're too busy now? Like, I still, like, I want to go home and cook dinner. And then, yeah. you know, we have, like... The podcast, and I have pool, and I have Kathy on Thursday. Oh, that makes sense. I gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Because we go through that too here. Right. And then I get At to night. the weekend, and I'm like, oh my God, I, I want to do this, and I want to do that in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have fucking time because there's always a birthday party or a gender reveal. Or, <laughs> I know. Like, and I'm like, God d- d- damn it. Yeah. Like, leave me. Can I? Can I? <laughs> just not go but if jamie doesn't go then jamie's an asshole yeah no i get you i get you so my house things are like paco god love him because he he will do laundry if i'm like i gotta do this and i don't have pants clean i'll come home with clean pants mm-hmm. like paco will do my laundry right sunday I was in a hell of a mood. First of all, I went to pick up Lori, which turned into me taking Lori. We went to get her toes done, which, by the way, I'll never get regular polish on my toes again. Why? Never. Only gel. Look at these bitches. Look at these. Oh, is the paint already coming off? Look at these. They look good. No, they are, like, all fuckered up. Like, there's, like, my top, my front toes, my big toes. Look at that one. Look at that one. Oh, because it does. It takes so long to dry. It takes so long to dry, and I thought they were dry, <coughs> and they were fine. Three hours later, I I was down doing putting together this table I bought for my fish that still I can't put them on, but <laughs> but I was still putting it together. But I was still putting it together, and I was sitting like on my knees, so my feet were in the carpet. This was. Three hours later, and it messed up my toes. Oh, yeah. Now I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah, like, yeah. no. No more. I'll spend the $5 extra on the fucking gel polish. Is because it five? Yeah. Oh. So, I think Lori, we go to get our, tail, our toes done, and she had to go get her car fixed because her car is making a weird noise. So, we went to the tow place, did that. I took her to the grocery store so she'd have food because she was getting working back. Then I drove her to Firestone, and then I got home. And I was just in a mood, and I did get a chance to clean my kitchen and mop my kitchen floor. Hmm. But I was real pissed off because I went out and spent money on this table, by the way, that's going back, because it's rated for 25 pounds, and I need a 35-pound table to put my fish downstairs. Right now, my fish, because I got them a new tank, reside in the kitchen. Hmm. And I don't like it. I can't look over. I can't see them. I can't talk to them. Hmm. And that's your pet. Right. And they got LED lights now, like a little fishy rave. <laughs> like, they're partying in there, and I can't even be a part of it. Fucking nonsense. 
I need a fucking weekend. Like, I need a weekend where I shut everything off and shut everybody out and be like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I actually put in for vacation. So, like, the second week they're in school, I'm going to be on vacation. And I did it purposely because nobody will be here. Right. And it'll be nice and quiet. But, yeah, we go through the same thing. And um, my daughter is going to start gymnastics in, like, two weeks. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, just Wait, shoot me now. So, she's never done gymnastics? Mm-mm. And she's just picking it up at 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's always wanted to go. So she got, she's in this program and, and they get her into gymnastics. So she's going to do that. But then she's also got like another like girl group that she's in. Girl and power. Yeah. So today it was, Bruce went and got his hair cut and then he had an appointment, she had an appointment and they just were able to go sort of in the same place. And then tomorrow she's got a dentist appointment. <laughs> There's It's every day. So, and then the day after that is my stepson's second dentist appointment he's got to go back for every day it's an appointment there's always an appointment it's always somewhere everybody has to be right so yeah it's it's every day right. though, That's all the time like me. there's mm-hmm. always something to do mm-hmm. always something to do mm-hmm. my mother's all pissed off at my whole entire family she calls me last night and she's like i have a life insurance policy and you're the only beneficiary and I don't let any of these people in my funeral if we don't let any of these people in your funeral mom you might as well not have a funeral why is she mad at everybody? Because it would just be me and you in a room. <laughs> Why is she mad at everybody? I don't fucking know. Who knows now? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. But I'm the one that gets like, ah! Because I'm the only one that answers the phone. Oh my gosh. We know. It's funny because you were talking about gender reveals. And this is like a really great way for us to like. Segue! Segue, yeah. Um, well, wait. Can I start with something first? I don't care. It's our podcast. I'm going to get... They don't like it, fuck them. I'm probably going to get some backlash for it, but Brittany has lost her mind. Brittany Spears has lost her goddamn mind. She ain't got nobody looking after her. And you know what? I think her dad was like, all right, motherfucker, I'm going to step down. It's fine. Wait. Just wait. She is pouring it up <clears throat> on her little page. Her She keeps Instagram. taking her little shirt off, pressing her little boobies together yeah. with a little fucking flower now and everything mm-hmm. else. And it's really not She's jealousy. Like, Show my titties one more time. <laughs> she does that. Oop, I did it again. I, I showed my titties. My <laughs> no, but it's just like, oh my god! It's like, and it's it's interesting because it's like something you would expect to see on like OnlyFans, maybe, right. or like, okay, well, Brittany this is like a porn an, star. I've said it, and I'll say it again. The same thing that you talked about last week where it was just pretty titties out. Uh-huh. I feel like that bitch should get an OnlyFans. You know how many people would spend like hundreds and thousands of dollars just to be part of her OnlyFans? Well, she would make back the money. Apparently her daddy stole from her. Right. So there's that. But I'm like, her dad is probably like, all right, I'm going to step down. And her rambling, she rambles. And that's, it's almost incoherent. That's because she probably is off her medication. Because we all know yeah. she's bipolar. We all witnessed 2006, Brittany. Well, I thought that was a lot of, like, her going through, like, the limelight and everybody picking at her and blah, 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 blah. I thought that's what it was. And no, just everybody like, at her every minute. That was a chemical imbalance like a motherfucker. She done lost her mind. Well, you know what? There's been a few times in my life that I, too, wanted to shave my head and lose my entire fucking mind. So I get it. But I'm kind of at that point with her where I'm like, oh, my goodness, like... They have really lost their minds completely. And, uh, or she has... 
And somebody probably should be watching her. And it's almost like she's got ADHD and she just rambles. She's, and she's got seven she's different pictures. She's just physically playing with her heart. It just happens to be underneath her titties. <laughs> and she's lost in the game. <laughs> the game of what can I post on my Instagram and right. everybody's just going to be okay with it. Yeah, so I don't know. I kind of look at that. It's like every once in a while, like her Instagram comes and you're just like, oh my God. More power to her. Look, I want her to be okay. Like, the last thing I want is for somebody to be getting abused and all that kind of stuff. But then sometimes stuff comes up and it's like, well, maybe somebody should just be watching out for your best interest. And I don't know, pushing your titties together and doing all kinds of weird porn shit is the best interest for you. I'm saying. And rambling. If I had them titties, I'd push them together on Instagram too. Like, you are not Britney Spears. If I was. First of all. Titties out. Fuck up. You're such so lying as hell. You <laughs> would not. Any old way. If I was shaped like that hell, you wouldn't get me off the pole. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get you off the pole. No. Seriously? Oh my god. I'm sorry god. I can't come to your gender reveal this weekend. <laughs> because I'm guessing I am amateur night at whatever strip club, not like in Baltimore or something. I'm not definitely not doing hacks. <laughs> That's kind of what you you're kind of thinking. I mean, like it's almost like she's like I don't know. I don't know even how to explain it. Like daddy's finally not looking. I'm gonna lose my shit. Like my dad was a reverend and I couldn't do anything, and now I'm gonna lose my mind. Go to the big city, take my top off. I hope she turns to porn. Shut up. Oh my I'd watch God. it. I don't. I mean, she's going this far and she's done so much with her life. Like, the last thing I think, too, like, could you imagine, like, our children being like, oh my God, if my mom's got her tits out again. If she does porn, she's like the backwards Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. I mean, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for that. Oh, and that's sorry, success. And then here's the text. Sex tape. Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway. So, I have some interesting shit today. Okay. Hmm. Nun goes to serious lengths to conceal her questionable double life. That's interesting. Okay. And here comes the dog. Mm-hmm. I knew as soon as she went out, she was going to walk right back Here comes the dog again. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, monkey. And now she'll just sit and sniff because right. she doesn't know who's going to be home when. And Jimmy. And Bruce is going to come in with, you know, the little guy. And she's really going to freak out because she just loves the stink out of him. I mean, she just loves, loves, loves that little kid. Mm-hmm. All right. He's so funny. So I got nuns aren't typically in the business of stirring up trouble, but even the most coyest among us have their secrets. This is what, oh, this is from, um, I don't know, I have to. There it is. Social. And the article is by Emma Emma Patterson. All right. It says, This was just as true in the 1300s, at a time when women of the church were expected to do as they they were told without question, but even nuns have their breaking point. And new new evidence has recently emerged about one 14th century era nun who turned her, her church and lives of several others upside down. What did mm. she do? I know. That's kind of what I want to know. Ooh. Joan of Leeds is what this is about. The most captive thing about Joan of Leeds may not be her story, but her legacy. You see it? It's against all odds to, that this nun from the 1300s has become a historical figure we know about 
today since everything we know about her exists in just three letters. What? No. I don't know anything about her. Three handwritten letters. That's right. Three handwritten letters found in a medieval document holder tell the sordid, 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 my bad, story of Joan. The Benedictine nun who exists, who existence eluded historians from 2019 when the letters of William Melton, the Archbishop of York, were finally uncovered. Ooh, was she humping him? And the story they told us has left historians and lovers, ooh, all over things, and lovers, all things melodramatic. All right, all right, chains a hoe. Oh, it's Joan. Joan's a hoe. Oh my God, if you don't get to what the I'm hell sorry. this woman did. No one knows <laughs> quite where Joan's story began, but they know where it got interesting. A church called St. Clement's of New York. Pop culture has introduced the public to all kinds of nuns and nuns stereotype, but singing nuns, flying nuns, stern run, stern ruler wielding nuns, but one of the most popular nuns we see in the movies are the ones who realize eventually they don't want to be nuns at all. Because, you know, they want to hump. <laughs> Apparently, this was just a popular plot point in the movies. Either. The, <laughs> though a nun's decision to dedicate her life to religion is usually permanent, there occasionally comes the time where she realizes that, whoops, she didn't want to. Oops, she did it again. Oh, my God. It's tough to be a girl. After all, during the Middle Ages, it was always a woman's decision to become a nun, in fact. But back then, women didn't become nuns when they were adults. But when they were barely teenagers, unsurprisingly, though, it could be. It was tough to be a girl in the early 14th century. Do I have my glasses? If you don't get on with this goddamn story, I swear. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, edit this whole thing out. Right. <laughs> Many were, pri- were child brides, blah, blah, blah. Just made sense, blah, blah, blah. Outside the coven. Um. Oh, okay, so Joan's Wandering Eye. We'll start here. It's no wonder that Joan leads. Take her from here, Jamie. Who was, <laughs> was probably quite young when she joined the order, found herself following in the nuns' footsteps. Young young nuns are probably there against their will. Oh, but she did get a wandering eye. Um, Many nuns, young and old, harbored secret desires for more independence, but only a few actually shirked their habits in order to achieve it. We don't know if Joan told anyone about her wish to leave. All we know is that Joan, seemingly out of nowhere, started to wheeze. Mm. The wheeze turned into a cough, which turned into a hack, which turned into full-blown convulsions. And before long, long, Joan found herself on her deathbed. Surrounded by her fellow sisters, she passed away and was mourned by everyone at St. Clement's. That is until she was spotted at a nearby town shortly after her funeral. What? Oh. When word got out to the Archbishop of York that Joan had been seen living among the public, he immediately wrote it off as a mistake. It's simply a case of mistaking identity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Archbishop thought, until someone else claimed to see Joan of Leeds walking, talking, and actively very much alive, just a few village over from St. Clement's. This was a this was a too little too weird to be a coincidence. So the Archbishop and the abundance of cough. Oh, it says caution. I was so excited. The abundance of Caucasian. (laughs) (laughs) Went to St. Clement's to investigate. What he found was the very last thing he expected. 
Though most of the nuns thought his inquiry into Joan's death were pointless, others met him with something shocking, a guilty conscience when pressed by the archbishop. What he found was that um, the true story finally came out. All right, so now Joan faked her own death. Mm-hmm. So, so she could be a hoe. As it turns out, so she could be a hoe. St. Clements hasn't buried Joan's body at all, but merely a dummy in the likeness of her body. As the Archbishop furiously wrote out of a malicious mind simulating a bodily illness, Joan pretended to be dead, not dreading for health, for the health of her soul. Because, you know, now she's going to hell. Worst of all, to the Archbishop, Joan hadn't accomplished such a simple feat on her own. Some of the other nuns, perhaps, with their own desire for an ordinary life, helped Joan craft the fake body and keep her phony illness a secret. This infuriated the Archbishop even further. He's mad. She had no shame in procuring the dummy. <laughs> this archbishop's so mad. <laughs> and burying it in a sacred place, he wrote. And according to the archbishop's letter, it seems that Joan had a reason for leaving the sisterhood beyond a simple desire to not be a nun. She wanted a normal life and all the experiences that a normal life would entail. When she was discovered living in a nearby town, she wasn't... She wasn't. To the Archbishop's shock, alone. Aww. She perverted her path of life arrogantly mm. to the way of carnal lust and away from poverty and disobedience, he wrote. Mm. In other words, Joan had probably left the convent in order to live with her lover. <gasps> oh. However, an expert on Joan Leeds, Professor Sarah Rees, has made it clear that this is just one side of the story since all we have are the Archbishop's letters to go on. We're obviously getting a biased version of events. According to Reese, Joan's story isn't a, isn't a one note as a love affair. Almost certainly her motivation was more complicated than that, but we don't have her, her side of the story. Um, what do you think? <laughs> what we do know is the Archbishop was pissed. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy with her. Uh, he, he ordered her to return to St. Clement's, likely with a harsh punishment in mind. But just before the Archbishop wanted Joan to return, it doesn't mean she did. To the frustrations of all who read the Archbishop's letters, there were Joan's story, that's where Joan's story ends. There's no evidence that she did or did not return to St. Clement's, but there are theories. I bet you $10 that bitch was like, nope, I'm not going back. I can't believe he was like, you need to come back after all that. I don't believe he was like pissed. He was like, she had the audacity to bury a dummy in a secret, a sacred ground. Oh my god! And then she was like, "You better come back. You've gave, you've given into carnal lust." <laughs> <laughs> On top of the many other things that I've done, right? Oh my! Here my, you my, are my. living outside of poverty. Who do you think you are? <laughs> and you've had dick. Way to sully your soul, Joan. Way to sully it. <laughs> sully. Good for you, Joan. Oh, Jesus. Well, I have this this one post because you know I'm like a huge Audi person. I'm, we're getting a Lytle down the street from my house. I'm very excited about I it. I know. It's like right across from um Food like, Line. Yeah, from Food Line up there. I, I can't I can't wait either, but I don't know. I think I've never been in one. I think either direction, either the Lytle or the Audi, it's like kind of the same length or whatever, but we went grocery shopping on Saturday. Okay. We had, our cart was like falling over. Like we had so much crap on it, including a damn tent. Cause they have this thing called the Audi Isle of Shame. 
It's this group that I'm in, and I love it. And you got a tent for Valdi? Yeah, and I got it for Jonathan because he keeps saying he wants to um, be able to go to my parents' house and camp out and use his telescope over there so he can kind of, like, you know, look at the night sky over there. And you know, your parents so, got a good camping yard. Yeah, they have, like, a really big lot, yeah. so Unless it rains. Yeah, they have, like, a couple acres, yeah. Because once it rains, that yard's shit. Yeah, in a lot of spots, yeah. But anyway, so we ended up getting so much food, and it was only $318, including the $30 I spent on a four-man tent in the Aldi, in the Aldi Isle of Shame. So... But I've always called it Aldi's, and it's not Aldi's. It's, it's Aldi. just Aldi or Aldi, Aldi, whichever one. It doesn't have an S on the end. Oh, and these people in these Aldi groups get like really upset when you call it Aldi's. I'm going to Aldi's this weekend. I don't know well, why I do that. Well, it, it belongs to Aldi. I know. Well, they're like you don't call Target Targets. You don't call Walmart Walmarts. I'm like I always I, I joke. I call it the Walmarts. I call it the Walmarts. Yeah, I'm like I'm going to the Walmarts. I'm going to the Marks. You know, yeah. because, you know, around here, the Walmart's the ghetto place to be. <laughs> like, Friday, uh-huh. we went to the Walmart's. Yeah. So I could get my fish, their new tank, and their little yellow submarine, and all the yeah. funky shit that I bought them that they don't bother with. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Carmelo and Rachel, my cousin Carmelo, my cousin Rachel and her boyfriend Carmelo are in the Walmart. So, of course, Paco and him see each other, and they're like, I'm ready to go the fuck home. Bitch, we live next door to each other. We are literally connected. Do you really have to stand here and talk to him? This can't wait till we get home. <laughs> You're starting to sound like that woman. I You're am. starting to be that grumpy old woman. Welcome to my life. <laughs> now you're going to start being the Cunosaurus Rex. Because that's what happens when you start working a thousand hours a week. And you got to be everywhere. And you're fucking done with everybody's shit. And you just want but peace and quiet. I got my, my thing today at work. And I got two hours more pump time. Oh, well, that's nice. Very well, very happy for it. you. Um, all right. Well, back to this. Anyway, so we went to Aldi. And I spent $318. And there's so much food. And, of course, the kids still are unhappy. Like, why? We get, well, we get you, little guys, special things. You can only get these Clancy's at Aldi, and mm-hmm. they're the best tortilla chips. They're actually really good. Well, the little guy packs his lunch every day. Right. Right? So every week, we're like, we want to get him something. So, like, this week, we got him, like, little mini um, brownie muffins, you know, uh-huh. they kind of come in a little pack. And um, we got him these organic fruit snacks or something. So I try to, like, give him stuff good, and then he has, like, his little organic 100% chicken chicken nuggets that we heat up and we put in a little thing for him, and he loves that. Whatever. So every week, we try to get him a little something different. Like, last week, we got him, like, organic granola bars, because Aldi is great for all the organic shit. But anyway... The whole point of this post was, or in a minute, was that I brought home all this shit for these kids. All this different ice cream, all these different chips, blah, blah, blah. And my daughter and my son both were like, picked up those damn brownies and were like, can we have these? Or are they for so-and-so's lunch? I was like, they're for lunch! Like, leave it alone! Like, every week we tell you, what do you want for your snack? And then you guys try to eat his shit every week. That's what it happens with teenagers. And they're like, why do you know that I wanted it until I saw it? To be fair, um, when you got Aiden dinosaur fruit snacks, I ate them while I was in here. Well, they're still there because we forget about them. We end up getting them new snacks and then we forget about them. They're still over there. Those are sharks. Oh, sharks. Yeah, we have shark snacks over there. Well, those are just from Food Line. Now we have them them fancy ones. Now they're the organic kind. I don't want organic shit. Anyway, so this is what's so funny about it. I look at Aldi as a place where I can go because I'm on a very strict budget, right? right? So, you can get a whole lot for your money when you go to Aldi. Well, here's this guy, and he posted it in the Aldi Isle of Shame. 
And he says, hey, I'm a chef on a privately owned yacht. So there, smell you, Mr. Mm. Fancy Motherfucker. I just thought y'all would be entertained by the fact that I made the Aldi cinnamon donut sticks for breakfast for the millionaires I have on board. And it was their favorite breakfast pastry so far. Highly recommend. So you know what? I always thought it was like, I kind of felt like I was like one step up above like a food stamp woman in a way going to Aldi's. You know what I mean? Because it was like, I don't have a lot of money. So you go there to get more for your money. And I'm like, I don't know. Aldi has like some of the best shit. But anyway, they have this thing. Those pizzas, those like giant ass pizzas. Oh yeah. We always get some of those. We get four of those. And then we have like pizzas and, or we have pizzas and onion rings or something like that. Usually on Thursday nights when I'm working, (laughs) like it's like pizza night. But anyway, they come with these cinnamon donut sticks and literally when you roll them out, they're basically like, they took the cinnamon rolls and they just cut them in half. Probably. But that's basically all it is. And instead, they were like, oh, well, now we'll rebrand them. It's called them cinnamon donut sticks. So in this post, the guy shows you, like, what he did and how he put them on there. And at the very end, he shows you putting, like, he put his little icing on it. And then he gave this picture. And it's this most stunning picture. And I know you guys can't see it. You're probably like, Danielle needs to move on. But this picture is amazing. And they're, like, in the Caribbean somewhere. And he's, like, showing you on this private yacht. And the millionaires are eating their Audi things. And these things probably cost 79 cents. And it was her favorite thing yet. So anyway, a big fan of the Audi thing. And they have this whole thing. It's called the Audi Owl of Shame. You guys have to check it out. It's so freaking funny. That's what I'm doing on Thursday. Besides going to work and going to Kathy's? Yep. Uh-huh. So. When I was with Ron. Mm-hmm. His birthday is August 22nd. Okay. Every year we go to his mom's house. And she would make crab cakes. Mm-hmm. For dessert, she would make peach pie. Mm. Now, I'm not big on peach yogurt. I'm not big on peach pie that you, like, a hostess peach pie. I'm not big on that. Mm-hmm. Her peach pie was the highlight of my year. Oh, yeah? Besides her broccoli pie at, at fucking Christmas. There's a broccoli pie? Oh, my God. It's, like, broccoli and feta with phyllo dough. It's so good. Okay. Anyway. I've decided I'm going to make a peach pie on Thursday. I got the peaches. Why on Thursday? Because I got the peaches. They were too hard. I had to wait for them to soften. I know. Well, why Thursday? Because they're going to be ripe then? Mm-hmm. You don't oh. want them to get too ripe. Okay. But that's what I'm doing. Making myself a peach pie. Okay. It's exciting news. <laughs> this is what's happened when we both have two full-time jobs. Right. Um... Well, I had this one that I thought was pretty neat. Do you want me to read it while you're looking for your stuff? Oh, I was going to talk about the guy who stuck his head in a particle simulator. Oh, go ahead. You can do that. Go ahead. Because I'm interested. Interested. And it's, of course, it's from I fucking love science. Well, first of all, I was really surprised when you said what it was. Because I didn't even know that that was real. Right. Oh, I got to talk about something else. So, this is real. The man who put his head inside a particle accelerator... While it was switched on. Talk about blowing your mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> particle accelerators are machines that pro- that propel charged particles at an incredible speed. Generally, to collide with other particles, it's highly ad- advisable that the particles, the high-speed particles collide. Why is this written so badly? Anyway. Um, 
It says it's highly advisable that the particles, the high speed particles collide, which should not be a part of your head. Oh, they're saying that it's so this is what how it's supposed to read, and they just didn't fact check it. <laughs> scared the living crap out of me. I was like, oh my god. Okay. So it should say it's highly advisable that the high speed particles collide. The thing that it collides with should not be your head. That's what it's saying. Okay. On July 13th, 1978, particle. That's all. From 1978? Year after I was born and shit. Particle <laughs> phys- <laughs> physicist Anatoly Bergorowski was working his job at the U-70 synchrothon, the largest particle accelerator in the Soviet Union. Fucking commies. The 36 oh my god! They were communists back then. The 36-year-old was inspecting a piece of equipment that had malfunctioned between, the a- between when the accident happened. Unbeknownst to him, several safety mechanisms had also failed, meaning that when he leaned over to get a good look at his task, a portion beam... A proton beam, oh shit, shot through the back of his head at close to the speed of light. Oh my god, did it really? Yes. Or at least closer to the speed of light than you'd like a proton beam to be traveling at when it shoots clean through your face. (gasps) At first he felt no pain. Wow. He knew what had happened as he had seen a light brighter than a thousand suns. As well as gravity of the situation, at the point he didn't tell a soul and merely completed his day's work before heading home and waited for the inevitable to happen. What? Absorbing five grays, 500 rads of radiation, which usually leads to death. Though he didn't know yet, it had been he had been hit with, wow, 2,000 to 300 grays, 200,000 to 300,000 rads. In the night. And it didn't kill him. In the night, his face began to swell beyond recognition, oh. prompting him to visit the doctor the following morning. From there, he was taken to a clinic in Moscow, who largely so that his death could be observed rather than for an, ex- an expectation of his that they could save his life. The next few days... Oh, they got pictures of him. The next few days, he swallowed his skin peel off around the entry and exit wounds, showing a clean path burned right through his skin, skull, and brain. Shut up. Look. So, it went in there and out, like, right there by his nostril. Oh, my God. Look, straight through his brain. Straight through his fucking brain. What? Remarkably, he did not die. The brain tissue continued to burn away over the... <gasps> ensuing years and his face became paralyzed on the left side where his hearing was also lost weirder still as he aged the right side of his head showed signs of aging while the left side did not wow don't tell me i'll stick my head in a fucking thing over the next few decades he experienced seizures but remained functional he continued his work as a physicist and completed a phd what? as far as people who have put their heads into a particle accelerator go and to be fair, that's a demographic of one. Really? He was pretty lucky. The narrow focus of the beam, beam though, it caused massive damage, likely kept the damage limited in an area of the brain that he could live without. For the decade after his accident, he was unable to tell anyone about it, given the notorious secrecy of the Soviet Union. He survived well beyond the end of the USSR, however... In fact, that man who put his head in a particle accelerator and lived to tell the tale 
remains alive to this day. Wow. That is, that is wild. Crazy. Like, when you went into it, I wasn't sure how I felt about things. And then I was like, oh, wow. I know. I got excited while I was reading it. I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. See, first of all, I didn't know that that was a real thing. Like, when they talk about the Especially particle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I thought it was, like, not, like, a not real thing. Like, I thought it was, like, just in sci-fi or something. That just shows you how little I know. Um, wow, that's so wild. So, the, the side that the beam went so the, in that killed the brain, so the he stopped left, aging. Yeah, so the left side of his face never showed age. So, he can look in the mirror and he can see himself however old he was in 78 and now. You know what? I wonder if they, they should update the story with right, like a picture of him now if he's still alive. And it doesn't say how old he was. Oh, he was 36. So and he's, he's, still, alive he's now. still alive. So he's like. Kate, really? Oh, he's late. He's old, old. Oh, excuse me. He's old, old now. You figure we're 44. And he mm-hmm. that was in 77. So he's 80 something. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that my math? <laughs> 70 something. <laughs> This is my now my math right? Oh my god! Hold on, let me. So I'm like really thirty six plus forty four equals eighty. 81. We both suck balls at this. Thirty six plus forty four is eighty. All right, so he would be. He's eighty, but I'm like, I want to know what he looks like now. But he was seven eighty. He was a year after us. He was thirty six. So oh, eighty one. So he's. 80. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but wait. So he'd be 79. Yeah, 79. Either wow. way. Either oh, way, fine. yeah. But I'm just like, I, I'm so curious as to how he made it. Like, that's that's so wild to me. Like, I don't know. That's probably one of the in- most interesting stories we've talked about, for sure. But, um, so Saturday night, we were laying in bed, like, late. And my husband wanted to watch this movie that he saw come up on Netflix called Aftermath. And it was scary as shit. And it was based on a true story. So it was wild. It's like, if you don't want to hear spoilers, let's turn it off now. Because I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Okay. But um, it was... Don't tell me to turn it off. (laughs) Or just, I don't know, like close your ears for a second while I tell these spoilers. Because if you don't plan on watching it, then watch it. Well, and it's funny because Ashley Green was in it. And I always remember her from Twilight. Who? Ashley Green. Who did she play in Twilight? She is, uh... Was she Alice? Yeah. Okay. Or whatever. And so it's funny because you're, like, listening to her voice, and I've watched so much Twilight that it's burned into my brain what Alice sounds like. Those are the worst fucking movies. I love them! The fucking books were so good, and the movies are just so dumb. You know what? Her heart is just black again. I I think it's Christian Stewart. I think I think Kristen Stewart it just ruins things for me. Well, I love when they do TikTok videos of her and they do the what she would do, and then she's like, "I, I just, I, I, don't, I just don't like any, you know, any, any cold things." <laughs> like right. she does that like through a lot of the movies, and like people like make fun of her on TikTok. But anyway, so we watched this movie, and it's basically like she cheated on her husband, and they were going to therapy, and they didn't really want to give up on each other, and they're like, "Let's start fresh." So they move into this house. And they, all of a sudden, like, weird shit happens. Well, the way that they got the house was, he's like a crime scene cleanup guy. 
or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I follow the crime scene cleanup people on TikTok. They're fun. They show you, oh, they show I, you uh, all the blood and gore. I watched one yesterday with Bruce, and a lot of it was, um, I didn't see any, like, crime scene stuff, but it was, like, he they do that, too. But anyway, because he's in part of crime scene, they knew that they were trying to get rid of this house, and he went to the family, and he kind of, and they gave him a deal because they just wanted to get rid of it. The brother died in it, and his wife died in it, and it was all this thing. So you go through it, and all these things start happening to the wife, and you really think that it's, like, haunted. Right. Or But then other shit starts happening, like somebody blows up their car, and just, like, you know, another person tries to rape her in the middle of the night, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you, you kind of find out, like, because there's, like, two separate things going on. So it's like they're haunted, and then this other shit's going on at the same time, right? Right. So, anyway, they end up finding out that it was, like, the husband of the woman that sold him the house. He didn't want want the woman to sell the house. Oh. Uh, something had happened with the brother who died, and he owed a money, or whatever it was. Like, some weird off-the-cuff thing happened. So he was trying to scare them to get them to leave the house and sell the house back. And that was based on a true story. So huh. somebody had did this to somebody else. But anyway, then come to find out. And you're thinking it's a, um, um, like it's a ghost that's got her. And it's fucking terrifying. Like, I mean, and I don't scare that easy. And I was like, this fucking movie was terrifying. But then you end up finding out the guy was like living in the, in, in the house. Like in the walls. Ew. Yeah, and so, like, the woman who died in it actually brought her lover there and, like, left him in the walls. So he would, like, walk around and he'd be, like, in, like, the walls and he would be able to come out of these little hatches and stuff or whatever. And he, like, lost his mind because, like, he loved this woman and she left or whatever. And that's also based on a true story. So they, like, mushed these two things together and did this. So it wasn't that at all. It wasn't, like, a ghost at all, but it was terrifying. So... Anyway, I actually would say you have to watch it. Right. Because a lot of times, you know when your husband is like, oh, we should watch this movie. It looks good. And it never looks good. Right. Do you ever have that go on where they're like, let's watch this movie? And you're like, fuck, man, no. I don't watch this goddamn movie. Paco doesn't watch movies. There's no point in watching a movie with Paco because it comes home and falls asleep. Oh, the couch always gets him? Well, most of the time you're like, oh, that doesn't look very good. But this time it actually was good. So anyway, according to ScreenRant.com, Aftermath, A True Story, What Happened to Janice Reuter and Jerry Rice? So it's the nor it's the new horror thriller film Aftermath, blah 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 on Netflix. Anyway, so it says Aftermath claims to be inspired by true events, and while the film's story is very different from its real life parallel, the story that inspired it is still incredibly disturbing. Many films in the same genre claim to make their cues from actual people and events, but the movies still usually turn out to be mostly fiction. While many of Aftermath's plot lines are wholly original, one of the main arcs is strikingly similar to the terrors faced by a real couple. Aftermath follows the lives of young couple Natalie and Kevin Dadich, who move into a gorgeous new house in an attempt to save their failing marriage. Natalie was caught cheating on Kevin, creating a schism between the two that they try to heal through therapy and a change of scenery. However, their new home, which was previously the site of a grisly murder-suicide, begins revealing disturbing secrets, and Natalie starts to see images at night of a man stalking through the halls. In the end, it's revealed that the house's horrors are twofold, due partially to the interference of the home's former owner who wants it back, and partially to a deranged killer living in the basement. So the creepy Spider-Man in the secret basement storyline is entirely original to Aftermath, though it does bear a striking resemblance to the real-life horror case of Theodore Edward Coney's, who murdered a man in 1941 while secretly living in his attic. The other part of Aftermath's story, however, the part where disgruntled party tries to oust the couple from the house externally, is directly inspired by two events. And then it tells you kind of what it is. And it says in 2011... Young married couple Jerry Rice and, Jer and Janice Reuter purchased a house in San Diego's Carmel Valley 
outbidding another woman named Kathy Rowe, who was also vying for the property. When Rice and Reuter outbid her, Rowe began a gross and despicable campaign to oust them in vengeance. She ordered thousands of dollars of magazine subscriptions to the house, got the couple's mail canceled, and sent Valentine's Day cards to neighboring women pretending to be Rice, among other various formats. Rowe crossed a whole other line when she started creating online ads for sexual encounters, pretending to be Reuter. She invited men on the internet to the house, claiming she, posing as Reuter, had a sexual fantasy of being raped at home while her husband was at work. Fortunately, the scheme was discovered by Rice and Reuter before either of them came to physical harm and Roe was caught. Still, the mental and emotional terror of Roe's repeated attacks was immense. Aftermath copies many of the specifics of Rice and Roe's experience, though it's the home's former owner, Robert, who ends up being behind them. The mysterious magazine subscription, strange communications to the neighbors, and attempted assault of Natalie, all mirroring the real-life case in frightening ways. That is so, crazy. and that was just in 2015. This woman did this. That is crazy. Hold so, on. the little one is home, and lady is like, "Hey!" Oh, I told you, so you can come home. She has to go. She's got to be outside. Um. So in 2015, she was charged for her crimes, and she just got one year of home electronic surveillance and five years of probation. What? That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, "Are you insane?" Like after everything they did to her. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I'm not going to read all of it. There's, like, it goes on and on and on and on, but that was, like, the the gist of it. So, I have uh, something from Perkle Lately. It okay. says, Guy considers reporting his doctor girlfriend's colleague who gossiped about his confidential information. Mm-hmm. So, I did read this. Okay. And I'm not going to lie, but I was like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Says, we always hope that when we visit the doctor's office for an emergency or a checkup, our information will be kept confidential. But there's no way of knowing that will happen, admitted the, admitted the, am I the asshole? Oh, I love that. All right. So the Redditor, throw away 5438269, or 292, was recently the victim of this when he found out his personal information was used as a source of entertainment. When he discovered this, the original poster debated what to do next. He asked the subreddit, Would I be the asshole if I reported my girlfriend's colleague for giving away my confidential information? So I think this is an incredibly clear-cut situation, but since my girlfriend is begging me not to, I don't think I will. But anyway, my girlfriend is a doctor and works in a small local hospital. She went back to her parents for a week when she had a week off and I stayed in our home. It's like all hell's going to break loose He now. then had to visit the... <laughs> he, he, he said, I had a minor accident and the ambulance was called. In the hospital, another doctor who I don't know came up and said he had a few questions to ask while I waited on tests. Some basic stuff, but he also asked some questions like, How long since you masturbated? Are you sexually active? How many partners have you had? Do you have... Cur- or do you have currently? When did you last have sex? Etc. Yeah, this is what the doctor was asking him. Since the doctor was asking, I answered. I just answered honestly. That information was confidential. All was fine until my girlfriend returned to work. The doctor had apparently told everyone all about my personal information. Oh my goodness. Nothing scandalous, but he said to her, Wow, it's been two weeks since you've had sex. Better do it tonight so he doesn't have to w- walk again. <gasps> what? She was hugely embarrassed, but I was furious. He used my private info to spread gossip about my, mine and my girlfriend's sex life. I absolutely wanted to report him. 
But my girlfriend says it's not worth it, and not everyone. And then everyone would blame her if he got fired. Some were insistent that the OP report the doctor. You would be a massive, massive, massive asshole if you did not report this behavior. He is doing yeah. it with you for mere gossip. He will do it more if he's not stopped. This is not a tiny breach. That's a massive breach. That means that guy has done this and will do it again. Not reporting it might kill someone sometime. And not even, I'm not even exaggerating. And then they were like, report him. He did this to you for gossip and humiliated you and your girlfriend. He will do the exact same thing to an abuse victim or a mentally distressed person. It could very well have fatal consequences for them if, if the wrong thing is said. And the humiliation and shame is just too much. Yeah. So. Mm. That is not good. And everybody knows that's not good. Nope. And they take that really, really serious. Those HIPAA violations are a big deal. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you remember, there was a couple years back where a bunch of us got, like, letters. And there was a, a nurse um, that had went into confidential information. Hi there. And. Yeah. We, Sorry. we got all these letters saying, hey, you know, somebody got into your medical record. And it was, like, Jonathan's medical record. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it was back when he, like, he had a seizure and, you know, he was um, still on the, he was still on the um, spectrum for Asperger's. And, you know, they were doing a lot of the workups for him and stuff like that. And it was actually, like, a year or two after they finished doing all the workups that he had to have because he had that seizure and everything. But um, it freaked me out because I was, like, wondering who it could be. Like, who would be in that medical, in his information that I would know that would want to be nosy in my kid's stuff? And so, apparently, it, like, it came down to it that she um, was just curious about, like, studies that they had, trying to educate herself on stuff or whatever. That's what her lie was. Or whatever. I mean, maybe it wasn't a lie. Maybe she truly meant it. I don't know. They never did tell you who it was, but they took it, like, really serious, like, immediately fired her, sanctioned her, did all this shit. Right. Because they were like, all of you guys can come back and sue us. Right. And I didn't really have anything to sue for. I mean, there wasn't much that, you know, so what? She knows that he had, like, an MRI. He had whatever it might have been. But it wasn't so detailed because it was mostly just in the hospital stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, like, anything related to, like, when his, his doctor and, like, his neurologist and things like that. But, yeah, they, like, lost their shit on that woman. And I remember posting about it when it happened, and it was years ago. And it's so interesting because it just came up in my timeline not too long ago, like, as a memory. And I remember saying, I just got this weird, you know, letter, blah, blah, blah. And our one friend, Danielle, um, said that she also got it. The letter? Yeah, also got the letter. That was back then. So it was, like, local weird people. And I'm like, this is so odd. Like, who the hell was this nurse? So we never did find out what it was. But they take those HIPAA violations serious, and they should. You should feel safe when you go to the doctor that this doctor is only worried about you, and if there's a conflict of interest, they need to remove themselves. Plain and simple, that's it. Because something like that, he was completely violated. That right. was a complete, way overreach and complete violation. Right. Okay. And it kind of makes you sad. What do we got here? We're at 50. Do you have any World News Daily reports? Yes. Woman found not criminally responsible for 19 murders due to extreme premenstrual pain. Oh my god, it's like they're writing about me. They are. Do you know I look at my husband sometimes during that time and I say, you know, I will kill you in your sleep. <laughs> and he's like, 
oh, that's fun. <laughs> so the sleep apnea is not going to get me. You know what I mean? <laughs> not that he has that for real, but it's a joke. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to kill you in your sleep if you don't knock it off. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fun. So All let's right. hear about me in the future. World news teller report for the facts don't, don't matter. I know, we got to get the, the sound stuff. Like, we really okay. should. Woman found not criminally responsible for 19 murders due to extreme premenstrual syndrome. Oh, God, I can't wait to hear her name. <laughs> 19 murders. Oh, my Springfield, God. Springfield, Missouri. A woman accused of 19 homicides was found not criminally responsible for her crimes after a unanimous jury judged that her premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, periodically <laughs> turned her into an extremely violent and unstable sociopath, psychopath. Please listen to episode one, or episode two from season one, and you'll hear about me being a psycho person. Anyway, moving on. 49 years old. Oh, they, they could have done better with her name. Jennifer Walters was accused of 19 homicides and 14 assaults committed between 2009 and 2019 in four various counties across Missouri. She pleaded that she suffered from PP, PMDD, an extreme version of premenstrual syndrome, Approximately 500 times more intense, claiming her condition made her completely lose control in the week or two before her monthly period starts. Ah! The jury verdicts. The jury's verdict came this morning after an eight-month-long trial that she is not criminally responsible on the account of a mental disorder on all 33 charges. Her lawyer, Mr. Michael Hines. Hey, we know a Mike Hines. We do. Mm-hmm. Describe the judgment as an important ju- jurisprudence for the recognition of premenstrual disorder and mental illness. <laughs> for years, feminist organizations have been opposing PMS being recognized as a mental illness, but this judgment may finally have broken a social taboo. Mr. Hines says jokingly that he had a, he had to avoid his meeting his client in the weeks before her period during the eight months of the trial. During the first month, I wasn't careful, and she nearly strangled me with my tie after kicking me into the cr- kicking me in the crotch. <laughs> I learned to adjust our meetings to her around her menstrual cycle. What in the hell? Mrs. Walter's lawyer, Michael Hines, says his client deserved to be found guilty, claiming she is clearly unstable and mentally ill half the time. Three experts <laughs> presented different psychiatrist psychiatric evaluations of the accused during the trial with several different. Differences in their conclusions. I feel completely attacked right now. Two of the experts judged... <laughs> I just want you to know. Two of the experts judged she did lose her capacity to distinguish right from wrong one or two weeks per month while the third the third disagreed. All three recognized it was impossible to determine if she was suffering from PMDD at the time when the various crimes were committed, but described her as highly unstable and potentially violent. Yes, they're talking about me at this point. I'm wondering like. if they listen, because I tag them and shit all the time. And, like, yeah. I write them all the time. I wonder if they were like, let's just listen to this fucking podcast. And they listened to episode two. <laughs> the judgment has caused a lot of reaction, and the state attorney in this case, Miss Laura Myers, says she's already considering appealing the decision. Oh, that's it? Well, I guess they're done talking about me, and, you know, that's fine. You're going to just take, a, you know, just take my life and put it in one of your stories, and then you don't even tag me to get credit. Right. <laughs> like, how dare you? Right. so rude. OMG. So if, so if you know anybody that works at World News Daily Report, 
Write us in and give me his address so I can write him directly at at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook at Straight From The Net. And you can find me on TikTok at Jamie Hullaball. And we're on a shit ton of platforms that you can find in all your um, app stores, whatever you listen to podcasts on. And Danielle mm-hmm. will tell you about the most awesome thing we have. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking. So there's somebody in Columbus, Ohio right now right. that's binging us. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're at 55 plays right now. Nice. So they've just been going at it. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you're listening to us, hi. Hi. Like, write us in. We want to know who you are. That's kind of nice. And then somebody else is sort of binging us out of Philadelphia. That's kind of neat. Oh, God. I hope it's nobody in Paco's family. I don't know. But we've got Brussels, Johannesburg, Balham, I guess, is like over in the United Kingdom, and Dublin. Oh, you know what else we have? Hmm. Every day Friday at 10 p.m. at 10 a.m. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> well, I always want to make sure that I talk about it because I want people to know that we do pay attention to who's listening. Um, so anyway, you can catch us on the WMLD, the voice on Hudson Valley Radio, every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Jamie's like, good girl. Finally, get with it. I want to go home and fucking eat. Thank you very much. Anyway, so yes, they they put us on every Friday at ten a.m. We're still working on that morning show. I don't know how we're gonna do it. We just want it. You know, maybe we don't. Maybe we know we can't do it. We just want to be asked. Okay. Right. Anywho, um, you can find the WMLD um, if you're not in the area, which is the Hudson Valley up in New York. You can find them on all the major app stores, and we listen to it on TuneIn, which is also an app. Um, you want to listen that, to it on the app anyway, because then you get the full fucking effect. Because <laughs> if you were listening to it on the actual radio station, that would have said full. Effect. <laughs> well, I I kind of wonder how it really sounds because they're like on private radio in a way. So I'm kind of wondering if they do bleep us out. But anyway, if you miss us on Friday mornings, that's okay because they're supposed to be replaying us on Saturdays at seven. Do me and Jamie check in? We sure do. We just assume they're going they're doing it. But if you miss that, that's okay too because we're gonna upload the podcast every Sunday right around eleven o'clock. I try to make sure it's there, uh, and then to get that. But um, I guess we'll see you next week because I'm getting myself all backwards. But anyway, okay, we'll see bye. you next week. Bye. <laughs>